thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the awesome co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, Damo? Oh, excellent. Thanks, MP. Fantastic, mate. Thanks. There's uh, plenty happening today, Damo. I think we're about to interview one of the uh, healthiest and well women uh, in Australia, if not the planet. Damo, as far as I'm concerned, many women today, whether they're in their 20s, 30s, 50s, 60s, they're still struggling with how to balance their family life with their desire to work and, and yeah. make other contributions into the world. It's true. Our next guest, Damo, I think she definitely deserves to be listed in the super mum category. She <laughs> is a four-day-a-week career woman. Watch this. She works with IBM as their director of strategy four days a week. Thanks. Along the way, has completed a master's in business, a master's in wellness. She's a yoga instructor. Um, she's a mother to a 12-year-old son, Luca. And most recently, Damo, she has written a book. So like most multi-hat-wearing mothers out there, I've got no idea how to introduce Megan except for, <laughs> for the sake of ease and promotion, I'm going to go with author of her new book, Getting Real, about having it all, Megan Della Camina. Welcome to 100 Not Out. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a great story you've got, Megan. Can you kind of share with us how you've come to where you are right at the minute? Sure. Have we got a couple of hours? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the short version. Thanks. Um, so, look, I've been in the, as you said, I've been in the corporate world for about 20 years. Uh, I'm about to transition out, actually, for a, for a period of time. But... Um, you know, I had a long period of time where I was very passionate about my career. I've traveled the world. I've lived in other countries. You know, I've done a lot of amazing things. But I had a, a long period that started where I just didn't feel great. Um, you know, I've had some health challenges, but in between those health challenges, you know, I just had that gray feeling, you know, that feeling where you just there's nothing really wrong with you, but you're just not thriving. You're not vital um, and there's no color. Mm -hmm. So that sent me on a wellness uh, journey of discovery, um, if you will, through, you know, yoga teacher training, through my second master's degree that you mentioned in wellness with a major in positive psychology. And I was really seeking how, I was seeking the answer to the question, how do you thrive in your career and in your life, do work that you're passionate about and, and also be well? You know, not in spite of it, but have this life that is full of vitality where you can flourish whilst doing all of the things that you want to do. So that sent me on the journey and that, then that sent me to research and write this book, um, you know, getting real about having it all. Megan, you've done so much stuff, so much stuff and you're super busy. I've got a 12-year-old as well and I know the challenges of that that, uh, that can bring um, and it, it's, it's just a lot to do. You know, the, the question is getting real about having it all. Is it possible to have it all? You're so busy. You're so busy. Do you think that having it all is what we should all be trying to do? Or you know, or do you think that maybe we should find somewhere that's a happy medium? What are you thinking? Yeah, look, it's the I think it's the one of the questions of our time and it has been for women and I think it is an increasingly relevant question for men. The thing that I say is everyone has an opinion. People say you can have it all. They say you can't have it all. They say you can have it all but not at the same time. Yeah. The message for women and the men who read my book is 
you decide you decide what you want your life to look like and then go and create that and stop listening to everybody else's opinion society's opinion and everybody's judgments around what your life should look like um, because that's that's where we get into so much trouble i think and especially for women uh, who spend so much time um, having that pleasing mentality ingrained into us it just becomes increasingly you know it's it's an it's a no win uh, battle yeah that's that's a great point in fact that the very same quote where you said uh, go create your own life that's pretty much exactly the same words as Walter Bortz, who's 83 years old, still running marathons. He just said that. So, you know, it seems to be a common theme through um, longevity and healthy ageing and, and appropriate uh, living. That, that, that message keeps on coming through. Being so busy, um, do you think there's a way in which you can be busy and not get stressed about it? Or do you think that busyness brings stress? Oh, look, I think, I think busyness, I think the mentality of busyness um, can bring stress. I do believe that it's possible to do a lot, get a lot done and be well and balanced, which I am. I I believe I am and it's taken me a long time to get that formula right. I don't get it right every day, but most days I do. Um, If you are purposeful and passionate about what you're doing and if you have set up your life in a way that allows for all the pieces to come together, you know, I think so many people, you know, I talk a lot about getting on the treadmill and we get on the treadmill and we don't look left and we don't look right because we think we're going to fall off. So we just keep running. And when it's that type of busy, absolutely that induces stress. And, you know, you can't win in that situation, I don't believe. Um, And you can hit a brick wall, which is what I which is what I did when I, you know, faced some fairly significant burnout many years ago. Mm. Um, But I do believe that you can put your life together in a way where you can be happy, where you can and um, do meaningful work and also have the other elements of your life balanced and, and be well in the process. Okay, so Megan, can I be devil's advocate? Because yeah. I am the most, uh, I'm overly optimistic in many respects and people <laughs> will know me for that. But um, I'm hearing a lot of mums, uh, be them young mums, middle-aged mums, uh, grandparents who are flat out busy. Yeah. But they're not enjoying their lives. Yeah. And they have no idea where to start. Yeah. They go, I'm, I'm, I'm almost too busy to do this uh, passionate life, have it all business. Yeah. What yeah. do you say to that kind of resistance? Yeah. Look, I, I hear it all the time. Um, you know, most of my private clients are in that exact situation. And I speak to thousands of women every year. And it is, it's an epidemic. There's no question. And I also think it's a growing epidemic for men, especially Gen X men, um, who are battling with many of the same things and are now starting to talk about it. The first thing that I say to women is you need to take back some control and you need to sit down and really have a good look as to what you want your life to look like. You know, the second chapter in my book is create a life vision. And so many people are, uh, people get horrified when I say that to them. Um, and, it's and that too selfish. Happen- <laughs> Sorry? It's too selfish. Well, I think there's a number of reasons. I think it can be too selfish and for a lot of um, women particularly, it's who I do most of my work with, um, well, I don't, we don't do that. We look after everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to take the time to do that. Um, another reaction I get is, is well, I, I, as you say, I wouldn't know where to start. Where would I start to even think about that? Um, or the look of complete horror, um, which is fear, which is, well, if I really stop to take a look at my life, I'm not going to like what I see, which means I'm going to have to change something. And we know that change is really hard and scary for people. So, you know, I think 
that's what sits around some of those um, those issues and concerns of people, which is why we just stay on the treadmill. Yeah, that's true. Well, you go on, Damo. No, you go. Well, you know, it seems that some people got to start somewhere, and obviously, getting off the treadmill is is really important. Um, in your book, the first three chapters are dedicated to, I suppose, what your vision for health and wellness actually is and what people really do need to do in order to embrace this whole movement of getting their life in order and creating creating their ideal life, a purposeful life. And you talk about in Chapter 1, following your passion, Chapter 2, creating a life vision, and uh, in Chapter 3, I suppose, knowing your purpose or your values. How do people get to that point? Obviously, read your book, number one, <laughs> play, but uh, what else should they do? Well, look, I think, as I, as I said, um, you know, having this vision of what you want your life to look like, I think, is the starting point. Because everything else comes from that. If you don't have a clear view um, and you just, you know, a lot of people have that tunnel vision, uh, let me just get through the day. And I was in that space for a long time. You know, get up, get the kid ready, get out, get dressed, get out the door in one piece. Um, get through the day, get home, survive the dinner, homework, whatever that is, and go to sleep. You, <laughs> you know, I think, I think, unfortunately, that is the truth for a lot of people, men and women. Absolutely. So I think the starting point is to get really honest with yourself and say, where am I? Where am I at? Where is my life at? And do I like what I see? Yeah. And, and that's very confronting. But I think that's where you have to start. And you've broken this down into some pretty big pieces of the puzzle. And if I just share a few because I've got it down here, uh, career, relationships, passions, friends, hobbies, travel, study, uh, home environment, um, where you want to live, type of person you want to be, family life, health and well-being, your bucket list. I mean, there's some, there's some big topics there big topics. To, yeah. to put visions together for. And like you say, that takes time, but the benefits of doing that, um, whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 20s, you, you give yeah. a great example of a girl who's 21 who had a values list that made her seem like the Dalai Lama. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of my, uh, one of my mentees. She's a bit freaky, <laughs> but, uh, but she's amazing. But I wrote that list so that people, because as you say, some people just don't know where to start. So I just wanted to give, here's a list. Here's a lot of different areas. Start where feels most comfortable for you. You know, you might want to start with your spiritual life. You might want to start with your family life. You might start with your career and look at your passion and your purpose. Um, but start somewhere, you know, and take baby steps. I talk a lot in the book about it's the small things. You don't have to change your whole life. Just start somewhere, start where you are and move forward from there. Um, you, you talk about, you, you made me laugh and uh, I, I kind of broke one of the um, getting real about having it all rules last night. I went to bed after 11 o'clock because I was actually reading this book. But uh, <laughs> it, you did make me laugh. Uh, you, you spoke about a focus. It's funny when you read a book uh, what you uh, are drawn to and this was, this was, I was drawn to you talking about focusing one's attention and uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of people, particularly parents, will focus on this. But can I just share a quick ep- an excerpt out of your book? You're talking about focus and you say to give you some insight, this is what my writing process looks like when I'm at my most distracted. (laughs) Sit down to write. 
write one paragraph, check Twitter, tweet a few lines, retweet and respond to comments, make myself refocus, write half a page, look at Facebook, post a comment, scroll through posts, back to the book, write another page or two if I'm lucky, then flick over to play with my website for a few minutes, check my Blackberry, get up to go to the bathroom, get a cup of tea, unload the dishwasher, flick through a magazine, pull my hair out. <laughs> I mean, that's how a lot of people feel about their lives. They're going from here to there, from there to here. They're having trouble focusing. Um, I get a sense that meditation is kind of a big key for you in helping you channel this. But at the same time, you really are great at saying, you know what, be okay with that. It's not the end of the world. It's how a lot of things are actually accomplished. We don't have to go in these huge phases of focus and attention. You want to shed some light on that? Yeah, look, thank you for sharing that. It's very, um, I laughed when I wrote it actually. But that was that was what a lot of my writing process was like. You know, we live in this world that is crazy busy. It is crazy busy. You know, I think about our kids and all of the distractions that, you know, that we struggle with and, you know, God help them really. Um, and it's our job, I guess, to, to really help them to do that. You know, this, this myth and reality of multitasking that we think we're being more effective when we're doing these six things when in reality we know from the science that we're not. I think for a lot of people to feel successful and feel at the end of the day like they have done something meaningful, we need to learn to what I call dial down the distractions. Um, and some of that's about learning how, how we cultivate our attention. And yes, mindfulness practice and meditation practice, even though that horrifies so many people, is really core to that um, in terms of how we train our attention. So that's one thing. Another thing is how do we dial down distractions so that we can get done what we set out to get done in a day? You know, we all have those days where we've got, you know, five things on our list and we get to the end of the day and we go, oh, my God, I did nothing on that list but I did 50 other things. And we feel like we really haven't accomplished anything. Um, and I talk in the book around, you know, picking three things and doing them first in the morning when we're clearer, um, you know, clearing the path, you know, in our workspace so that we can get things done. Small, simple things, um, baby steps that we can lean into to, uh, you know, to really help us deal with all of these distractions that, that are just in our world. It's just the way that we live now. Okay, Megan, I need, I need you to, to help me with one thing. Okay. You, so you, you prescribe 11 o'clock bedtimes, no later. What's that mean? Now, Damo and I love, we are both night hours. Damo, yeah. I'm, not talk, I'm talking for you here too, yeah? Yeah, you right? are. You are. Look, I, 11 o'clock, I don't know. Like 11 o'clock, I thought only, it happens twice a day, right? So, so, so does 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock happens twice a day. Now, we so, both love reading. We love yes. doing stuff. I mean, I, I am darkness from about one minute before bedtime to hopping in bed. And here I am reading about getting dark, you know, at least half an hour before bedtime, get the body ready for sleep. I mean, I am go, go, go. and then, But see, I fall asleep easily. I don't have a, an issue with it. But I speak to so many people and they are up till 11, 12, 1 in the morning, but they're dog tired. See, I'm, yeah. I've got a bit – my antidote for sleep is to get up and exercise. But what's the deal? Like um, a lot yeah. of people I gather would have challenges with that, me and Damo for one too. Yeah. yeah, look, some some people, I laugh with one of my coaching clients on this because she lives on five hours of sleep a night and she's thriving. Yeah. But she's the only person I've ever met in that situation. You met two so more. Some, you just met two more. 
<laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we might have to talk some more for me to actually agree with you. But, <laughs> but um, you know, there, there is, you know, 1% of all people who can do that. So you guys might well be in the 1%. But the 99% of people that I deal with and what all of the research says is you need your seven to eight hours and you need it on a regular basis. It does say that. Um, so, sorry? No, no, I was just going to say, so then what do you yeah, say what to do people you do? that are like, okay, but I have real difficulty getting into bed earlier? Yes. Yes. So I used to be a complete insomniac. So I, you know, I, re- I ref- refuted all of this for so long. Um, a lot of people will sit at their computer and they'll work or they'll sit in front of the TV screen and they'll, you know, be dumbed down, you know, by TV or be on their BlackBerry and then expect to get into bed and switch off and go straight to sleep. Now, for you, that's great. You can. But most, you know, for most people that that can't happen, which is why I talk in the book about the wind down, the evening wind down and creating a ritual around how you put yourself to sleep at night. And generally what I suggest is um, get 30 minutes or 20 minutes if 30 minutes is, is too long or too scary and create a bedtime ritual for yourself if you have trouble going to sleep at night. So, you know, for me that is, you know, take my evening vitamins turn the house, you know, shut the house down, make a cup of herbal tea and then I get into, I, I do some um, some light reading which means not reading for research um, or study but spiritual reading, health reading mm-hmm. uh, and then some light restorative yoga and meditation and then sleep. Um, and for me, if I don't do that, there's no way I'm going to sleep because I'm very in my head. So that's what I suggest for people. Uh, build a routine, it becomes a ritual and it is an instant signal to your body, it's time to sleep now. No Blackberry, no computer, no TV, no LED light in that last, you know, 30 minutes before bed, 60 if you can do it. Yeah. That's what I recommend. And get get eight hours and just see how your body feels. So many people are so tired and so overtired that they think the way they operate is normal. When in fact, send people on holidays and give them a week of proper sleep and they go, oh my God, can I really feel like this? I feel good. <laughs> so it's, it is, It's profound, isn't it? I, mean, I see this a lot actually, Megan, and, uh, and I agree with you. You're, everything you say is from my point of view, spot on. That's, that's exactly what I tell my clients. And uh, it, so I love it. And the other thing I, I might add, I love that you still use your BlackBerry. I'm a BlackBerry user too. I love that. I think it's great. So many well, more of these to, eye devices. Before you love me too much, I have to tell you yeah. I have both. Yeah. Well, I recently, I recently got an iPhone. Yeah. Um, so that's going to shorten have, your longevity. That's going to shorten you. Shorten your telebiz. Both for different for different business purposes. <laughs> it's going to shorten. I'm going to tell you, for me and my BlackBerry brings me happiness. Happiness is my number one thing, right? So happiness for me and for many of the people that we've interviewed so far appears to be the secret to longevity and to aging well. So where people have a purpose, where people have some most certainly values, where people actually have direction and where they're happy, it seems that they can live the longest and live the best life uh, possible would you agree with that is that what you found oh look I absolutely I absolutely have found that and from a from a few different angles um the the passion and purpose that that you know that I've spoken about and speak about is so important and I think increasingly important as you get older I think you know we find and certainly have found in times gone past that people get to 60 you know in inverted commas, retirement age, 
you know, 70, 80 and beyond and give up on life. Uh, it's like, well, you know, I've done my life, my life's over and, and they lose that purpose and meaning um, and the passion that they may have once had. So I think under, reinventing yourself and reinventing what your life looks like, keeping your passions alive and waking up every day with some sense of purpose I think is one of the absolute keys to happiness and longevity. Uh, and I think, you know, when you look at studies and, and research that would back that up, including the stories that, that I know you guys are um, the people that you're talking to. So I think that's very important. And then, you know, this, I've studied the science of happiness. So, you know, my master's degree with, in wellness with positive psychology. And there's a lot of small things that you can do to boost your happiness. Um, you know, things like keeping a journal, things like learning to savour the moment mm -hmm. instead of, you know, rushing on to the next thing where after point. something good's happened. Yep. Um, and a lot of work around, you know, around mindset, um, things like forgiveness, gratitude. They're all things that have a massive impact on our happiness and on longevity. Well, Megan, that is a great note to finish uh, this episode of 100 Not Out on All About Happiness. Um, let's first of all promote your book, Getting Real About Having It All, available through Hay House. Congratulations on publishing your first book too. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Well and thanks for, thanks for joining us on 100 Not Out. If you'd like more information on Megan, you can, uh, as I say, you can uh, purchase the book, Getting Real About Having It All, or you can even go to her fabulous website, which I spent plenty of time at last night. That is Megan Dalla, D-A-L-L-A, Kamina, C-A-M-I-N-A.com. That's Megan Dalla, Kamina.com. Damo, another great episode of 100 Not Out, done and dusted. Yeah. Amazing. Great information. Such great information. People must be flying in their seats listening to the stuff that we've got at the moment. Yeah, Thanks yeah. so much, Megan. It's amazing. Thank you both so much for having me on. I love the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Now, remember, guys, if you'd like to hear more, we'd always love to hear your feedback. But again, you've got guest ideas. Continue the momentum going on 100 Not Out. You can provide your feedback at our website, thewellnesscouch.com slash 100 Not Out. And remember, if you've liked the episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. Until next week, though, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Dr. Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys here. I've just returned from emceeing the Mind Forum in Sydney and I have to tell you, the information presented was absolutely amazing. We had internationally renowned speakers including Dr. Martha Herbert and Nora Gagoudis presenting and it just blew me away. But as I looked around at the 500 odd people in attendance, I had to wonder how much of this is actually going to be put into action. Now, if you want to convert information into knowledge and intention into action, then you simply must be at the Wellness Breakthrough in Melbourne on the 14th of June. The three wellness guys in Karen Smith are going to get down and dirty and help you break through to the next level of your mind body and soul. Tickets are just $97 but up until the 1st of June they're just $50 and you can bring a friend for free. So to book your seats go to thewellnesscouch.com and click on events. We can't wait to see you there.